Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Global Adventure Show with travel writer Debbie Stone. Hey everybody, this is super excited. We are going on another adventure with the travel writer Debbie Stone, who we call the Fire Monkey. You know, Debbie, you have been I, I Fire Monkey. You know how I always lose your files because some of them say <laughs> FM or Debbie. Um, but welcome back to the show. We're excited because you have been all over the place. And today you're going to be talking about the Grand Tetons, which I know we've touched on before, the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone. And I even have a Yellowstone shirt. But um, I'm excited about this because you did this in the fall where I think a lot of people only go in the summer. So this is cool to talk about oh. this today. So welcome back. How are you? I am doing well. And yes, you know, I've been to the Tetons a couple of times and I, in my story, I mentioned that I'd been, you know, I've been there at different, uh, different times, once in winter and then a couple of times mm. in summer, but I never been there in autumn and the fall to me, I think mm. after being there now in, in fall is my most favorite time. I think there's just something about those, the aspens that change and the, the yellow leaves and the blue sky mm-hmm. and these, these incredible mountains that just, you know, seem to rise up from, from, uh, you know, the ground. And it's just, it, it's just, it, to me, it was magical. It's a very enchanting, uh, landscape anyway, but in fall, it was even more so. Isn't uh, it amazing how stark the mountains appear? Like, yes. They're, they're, when you look out, you're like, whoa, you can't miss that. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're you know, they just tower, they tower and they're just, they mm-hmm. rise, as I said, they rise abruptly yeah. from the valley, yeah. uh, from the Jackson Hole Valley. And it, to mm-hmm. me, when, when people think about mountains, I think the Tetons at least come to my mind because they're kind of quintessential it. mountains and mm-hmm. they are beautiful, uh, no matter what season, but for me in the fall, it was just, uh, like I said, wow. an enchanting landscape. And everyone, mm. uh, the article that Debbie has written about her uh, Grand Teton experience in the fall is up on nationalparktraveling.com. The link is in the show notes. Check that out. But if you're listening right now, uh, as it airs, uh, Debbie is here every fourth Tuesday. So it will be on the homepage as well as national of uh, nationalparktraveling.com. But, you know, I love that you do this and going to the fall season there. Looking at your pictures, you have those goldens, you know. Did you ever mm. get that golden color and blue sky at the same time, or is it mostly gray at that time? Because, you know, fall is so interesting with the blues as well as the goldens. Yes, and you know, it, it varies. I mean, you know, we had some incredibly beautiful blue sky, gorgeous, mm. and then we had some uh, a day that was gray, you know, and uh, mm. kind of uh, threatening in terms of the, the clouds, but I found that to be also uh-huh. extremely beautiful and, uh, you know, enjoyed pictures that represented both that type of, uh, phenomenon in terms of the weather. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just one of those, it's a national park that, you know, it's a very famous national park. It's a very popular national park. Um, mm-hmm. it does get very, uh, crowded in the summertime. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, it's nice to go, uh, on shoulder seasons to places like the, like this, uh, and and uh you know fall i just found uh also though i found that you know they from what the people have told me and from what i saw that fall also you know is definitely getting uh, uh getting a great rep and there are you know quite a few people that have decided hey this is a good time to go you know you've got uh sometimes very pleasant temps in the fall and like i said the the 
the leaf color is another reason why why people go. But you know, I enjoy hiking not when it's hot in the middle of the summer, but I enjoy hiking when it's cooler. You know, mm-hmm. uh, to me that's a, a much too. more enjoyable experience for me than than sweating on the on the trails. You know, yeah. And yeah, the wild and the wildlife is active in the fall because they're like, oh, we got to yes. stash up for winter. So yeah. you see, yeah. if you if you look, you see more wildlife than you Definitely. might do in the summer, where they're all like, I'm hate, I'm hanging out in the shade and I'm sleeping all day. Mm-hmm. That's right, or or they're like, uh, there's too many people yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, they're right. like, right, bite me, I'm going over you. No, <laughs> fall and spring are really good times, but I also think the fact that you went there in winter too is exciting mm-hmm. because yes. winter you do see the wildlife and oh yeah, it, it, and and it's just this like wow. But okay, I know it's you know Grand Teton National Park is one of the you know it's super popular. Like you're saying, it's one of the top visited. Um, there's the Snake River, you know, reading through your article too. It's, it's all in there about how it became a park. But I love the fact that there's an entrance called the Moose Entrance. I want to go to the Moose Entrance. I love Moose. You saw Moose. I have still not seen a moose in the wild. I don't think Mm. I've even, I don't think I've ever seen one. I will cry. No, I know I will cry. You were a kid. Yeah, but I mean, and as an adult, like to know and remember it. I will absolutely mm. lose it. And when we were in Rocky Mountain National Park, we mm. went to the moose place and the moose said, you're too late. Yeah. And um, <laughs> sorry, it, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, like Nancy was asking you, because we know you're going to Patagonia. Nancy, before mm. we hit the record button, is telling Debbie, fire monkey, go get the penguin mm. photo. And Debbie's like, well, I don't know if they're going to come out for me just because I say it. Yeah, but I feel that, you did, did you see moose at the moose entrance? I want to know. You know, I, I, I saw moose in the park. Um, I'm familiar with moose having lived in Alaska. I saw quite a few yeah. moose in my day and, uh, okay. I've seen them up, I've seen them up close. I've seen them from far, oh. but, uh, moose are, are, are prevalent in, uh, the Grand Tetons and, uh, mm. you know, lots of people will tell you they see moose, uh, and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see them sometimes when you're just driving around the road. You can also see when the cars stop and people are out of their cars looking at something. You're like, oh. oh, must be, must be an animal. And, uh, you know, many times it's a moose. Uh, many times it could be in, at the park. It could be anything from moose and bear and, and, uh, and pronghorn. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's so, so much, there is so much wildlife, uh, you know, and it, it that is a magnet that draws, you know, people to, to the park. Uh, you also see a lot of bison out there as well, yeah. you know, and so, you know, people get very, very excited about it. Um, you know, we've had conversations before about, you know, don't, you know, be smart when you're, you're dealing with yeah, wildlife, no and, you know, don't go up and take the selfie next to the bison and, you know, uh, that did, kind of did thing. You think? And, and, you know, and just, you know, also, you know, go prepared. Uh, you know, there's bear spray that people, you know, the, the rangers will tell you to, to bring, especially if, you know, the bears are really out and about. And mm-hmm. there is no, uh, you know, you have no idea when you're going to come across a bear. You could be hiking and the bear is, is walking across the path or, you know, in the woods somewhere, you know. And so mm-hmm. understanding and being smart around wildlife is, I think, is essential if you're you're going to be hiking in a, it's, a, amid them. It's you know? key. It's yeah. key. I know. I've been charged twice. Once by a rhinoceros and once <laughs> by a moose. <laughs> and no. And yeah. and the moose was I was looking out 
at a pond with a yeah. mother and a baby moose. Uh, wow. So, yeah. but the male came from behind. Ooh. And I heard that when he, he stood on a branch and it clicked, I'm like, uh, yeah. Boy. yeah. So I looked at him like, do you run or do you not? So you what I did is you don't you don't you don't ever run from an animal ever. No, you know. So I went around the tree that I was standing next to and hugged the other side of it and and he charged, but he went way past me. I'm like, good for you. But yeah. no, and and I learned, you know, it's like okay, so you cannot like there's something about when you're taking the camera with you. You can't mm-hmm. turn off all your other senses. Yeah, yeah. You just smell. Be, you know, you just have to be aware and and yeah, you know, just be 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 savvy. It's like when you are walking in an urban environment and yeah. uh, you know, in the middle of the big city, and being aware of your surroundings, aware of the yep. people. What's going mm-hmm. on? It's like you have to have this sixth sense that you develop, not only in yes. an urban environment, but in nature, you know? Exactly. And when right. you see somebody that looks a little like, yikes, you cross the street. Well, well, actually, it's the same thing yeah. that's happened in the You do. You automatically cross the street. So the when Great you're in Smoky the world. Mountain National Park, they just closed part of the parkway. And not Smoky Mountain, uh, the Blue Ridge Parkway, because people are trying to pick up cubs. Bear cups. Yeah. No, and they closed part just, of the parkway. That is. And so, and, and they just killed a, they had to put a, a euthanize a bear. And, no, and, and they had horrible. to euthanize a bison in Yellowstone, both of them, because of people's yeah. interactions. So what I find really exciting, I, I know you did all these amazing hikes, right? With water and all. Mm. And I think that's really cool. And fall is a whole different thing than in summer. But yes. you also went on these wildlife safaris and I, and, and I want to talk about the I art and I want to talk about the history. There's historic sites and cabins, which are, God, those cabins and it's like cabins and barns are like a thing in the landscape that's amazing. But I want to go to just jump ahead a little bit. Um, because you went on these wildlife safaris and I think that that might be a good, I think that was through the four seasons, right? Jack, you went through, uh, when, when you were staying there, because you stayed in two different places, um, you went with Jackson Hole Wildlife Safaris. And I think maybe that would be a good starter for people who have not been around wildlife so that they can get some knowledge and understanding so that mistakes aren't made. Um, you know what I mean? And so, Correct. because I think part of the problem, because I, I, I you know, people just, don't actually if you don't understand wildlife you don't understand it right but if I you think, go with some guides you or go out on a park ranger uh hike or something like uh, that it may help right so tell us about the safaris well i think you're right on that point um first of all you're going with somebody who understands the landscape the environment understands the history has great knowledge and also of course uh, understands the wildlife so not only are you getting somebody who's got all this knowledge, but you're getting somebody who has mm-hmm. that experience to be able, the, the eye to see the wildlife and also to explain wildlife behavior to you. And Absolutely. when you go with a, with a company like Jackson Hole Wildlife Safaris, you get the opportunity to, to explore and to learn with a, a professional guide, a naturalist guide. Mm-hmm. And each 
uh, time you go out on a safari, you know, first of all, you get the, the special high-powered optics, you'll get binoculars, you'll get a telescope, you'll get a- anything that you need to see if the wildlife are, are further away mm-hmm. and, and difficult to see. And so it's wonderful when you have that opportunity because that means that you don't have to get up close and personal with a particular animal. You can see them from afar. You can feel safe. Wow. You don't have to worry. But you can also then look very close at their behavior and see what they're doing. Um, exactly. and, and so that's a great, great option for people. So, you know, sometimes the creatures are right there in front of you and sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they're further away. So, you know, your guide is great at, at searching for the wildlife, and it takes work. It takes patience. They have to, to really scrutinize the landscape. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes all you might see, as I say, is like a fleeting glimpse of a antler or a fur, but then you then turn the corner and there's an, an elk or a bull moose who's chomping away mm-hmm. at some willows, wow. you know. So, so I think that, that, like you said, it's a great opportunity for people to – not only to see the wildlife, but to, to learn about the wildlife and the landscape. And, yeah, and because just, I think that everyone with their Instagram things, I think social media has a role. And I'd love to see social media outlets actually do some kind of campaign about don't be a stupid Instagrammer, um, because that's oh. part of the problem. And we've seen it. Yeah. We've seen people take their babies up to um Baby elk oh, and a mama my elk, and the park yeah. ranger no. have to intervene. No, it, it, um, we've it's seen crazy. it. And let's oh, let's stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon and hope we don't fall down. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. But I think we have. I think there's this something has to happen. And please, everyone, read Debbie's article about this. Common um, sense, because you know. But, but but if you've never been out there, you don't have that common sense, right? Oh, come on. So and that's what I'm trying to say. It's like. When when you go out there for the first time, have some steps back. Take some steps back on things because if you're not used to this at home, you're not going to know these animals. Like Nancy and I have been around them for years. You've done it as a hiker too and all over the world. But if you don't know animals, don't, don't go up to them. Just don't right. do it. And don't right. go on the edge of cliffs and think you're not going to fall in or the edge of a river. You will. It's, um, it's a very possible. Yeah, you, you can say all that. But I'm just saying you think that, you know, if you've never, if you've lived in a city in an apartment in downtown New York or Chicago or something, and Debbie's from Chicago, so she can, she can yell at me later. Um, you can yell at me now. I don't care. But <laughs> the reality is if you've been city-fied, and never been out of nature, and that's your first thing. You isn't that could be a kind of a um, a wake up call. That's why I like this idea of going on a safari where someone starts to explain how the you animals need work. somebody. You yeah. need a guide. You do I, I, need the I first didn't... time. You need a guide. You need you really a guide. Do. And I think because and I think, it's a benefit. Yeah, but I think also, you know, even if it's not your first time, it could be your 50th time. Um, mm-hmm. I am, I'm a proponent of, of utilizing guide services, uh, because yeah. I think I, I get an enhanced experience every time I yeah, do. Yeah, so, you do. You, know, you whether learn or not, way more. You know, yeah, whether or not you're savvy and you think you know everything, it's like this, yeah. is, this is a wonderful opportunity to have also a dialogue with somebody who really, you know, lives there, knows the area, knows the landscape, yep. knows what's going on. It's a wonderful Absolutely. opportunity to be able to ask all the questions you want, uh, yeah. you know, to get 
that kind of information, you know, instead of trying mm-hmm. to look in a book or look in a, you know, whatever. Here you get to have Oh, yeah, let's try and Google up the bison. What happens if I go no, here? But, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, but it's true. <laughs> but a guide I mean? can, yeah, but, a guide adds not only a narrative and education, yes. but it's personal yeah. and he's lived it or she's lived it. So it it's meaningful. You need guides when you go in the wilderness, especially if you're not used to it. Yes, you need it. It will it will safeguard you and make your experience better. Yeah, in all ways. This came. This is like a. uh, This was curated through. Four Seasons Resort, right? That you stayed at in the Teton uh, yeah, Village. Yeah, you can, you can, they, they arrange, they will arrange, and I mean everything that you want to do mm-hmm. from, you know, hiking and mountain biking and, you know, all the different kinds of activities, cool. fishing and, and they'll arrange this. Of course, you know, if, if you are not staying at the Four Seasons and you're staying at another property, you can also always, you know, contact Jackson, you know, the, the safari mm-hmm. company, uh, itself and uh join one of their tours yeah. so well, yeah. uh, that that's that's I, a, that's I, an important thing to point to to point out you don't need to be staying at the resort to be able to uh yeah. you know access this this guide service so but also the four seasons like excuse us anthony portain country like he's <laughs> like i always say at the four seasons um uh, the Four Seasons, like La Tida. So, what was luxury like out in the wilderness? You know, I've like, never, honestly. I've never, I've actually never stayed at a Four Seasons before. So, it was, um, it was very interesting uh, to stay at two different properties that were two, two very mm. different properties during my stay, both of which like I really mm. enjoyed. Um, but oh. the Four Seasons, uh, you know, the experience is, you know, definitely a an incredible uh, personalized. Uh, uh, experience that starts before mm. you've even gotten there. You know, the, the personal attention that you get is, is very notable. You know, the, the concierge reaches out, they contact you before, they set up what you want to do, they give you recommendations, and then when you arrive, that same contact continues throughout mm. your stay. Um, the property is beautiful. It's mountain style. It's uh, earth tones, wood, Native American motifs. It's beautiful, cool. spacious rooms. It's balconies with views. It's, wow. you know, it, it is a wonderful amenity-rich uh, property with a lot of things like a beautiful, wonderful full-service spa that I, I, I oh, definitely my. took advantage of, swimming pool, hot tubs, fitness room, several Jeez. restaurants. And, uh, you know, it's Fire monkey a got, like, there. she went out hiking. She got, like, a safari that you only think is the mm-hmm. word safari Africa. Right. And, and I got diff- very, very delicious food everywhere I went, oh. you know. And so, you know, it, it just, it was a wonderful, wonderful treat, a wonderful experience. Um, and, awesome. uh, you know, I, I encourage people who are interested in, uh, that type of, of well curated, uh, wonderful, mm-hmm. uh, exclusively deluxe experience to, uh, stay there. Uh, once again, you are staying uh, it, at the Four Seasons, which is uh, in a different area um, as opposed to the first area that I was in, which is basically in uh, the town uh, of Jackson. This uh, was definitely within 
what's called the, the Teton Village, which is very accessible to town as well and everything and the park as well. Uh, but it's its own separate area. And, uh, you know, you'll find uh, several hotels. You'll find condos and lodges and restaurants and all sorts of things there, too. But it's a two different locations and two different styles uh, of, of properties. The other one that I stayed in was the Snow King. Uh, which is very family friendly. It's, it's the Snow King Resort and it's at the base of what's called Snow King Mountain. And that is, uh, a wonderful resort as well. It's less than a mile from the town square, so it's convenient to shops and restaurants. It's also a wonderful western style lodging experience. It also has its own full service spa and, you know, mm. pool and fitness center. Um, you also have right nearby, which is the Snow King Mountain and all of its wonderful activities. Um, and that's, that's a fun place to go for families or for anybody because they have, you know, the, the gondola ride you can do, that fun cowboy coaster, which I had a great time doing. There's zip lining, you know, all sorts of things. So it's a, it's a very convenient, accessible, walkable uh, property uh, with great mm. staff as well. I love oh. that you have these different experience, lodging experiences, because and and also that the nature hiking experiences. What I, I'm still loving the word safari being used because <laughs> when you think of safari for Africa, right? And so yeah, I think that more guides need to use that word. It's a understand. great. It's a great word. It's a great. It word. is. It, it is. is. It's it, exciting. It, 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 it's implications are yeah it's it, it's it, implications are wonderful because you you think of a safari and you think of seeing animals Africa. and that's exactly what you're doing you know you're yeah. you're, you're having a guided experience to see wildlife in their own in their area habitat wild. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then here you are with these lodging experiences and the community oh, the antler arch you know in the city like oh, the I love town, that. Jacksonville. Yeah. and they yeah. light it up and i want people to know these are antlers that have been like naturally yeah. dropped off from yes. the animal yes it's not like yes. someone hunted them and put a trophy up it's not it's different no. um, but 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 it to me going there and having these lodging experiences also is a huge part of like what we do on the tour is like you do not need to be an athlete to go to these iconic parks or any nope. park actually for that matter a lot of well there's some that are a little like yeah you're gonna have to hike and if you can't then there's other parks you know um but, then, of course. but, that, but that doesn't and we're gonna we're gonna be you. launching a whole bunch of that about uh accessibility in parks and things like that but um you know grand tetons and you can go out into nature and then come back get dressed up and have a fabulous meal and be like five star. Like here we are, you know what I mean? And I think that's where we, we don't realize that people think you have to be eating apples and granola on a trail for the rest of your life. And and, and not only that, um, I I do want to point out that there are hikes for everyone and every ability and every desire and, you know, inclination to go as as short as you want or as long as you want, you know, in terms of distance, in terms of the type or level of Mm -hmm. physical activity that you wish in any national park. And there, you know, the national park, uh, you know, uh, leaflets that they give out when you go into the park entrance, if you go to the visitor center, you can find what's called easy, moderate, and, you know, more challenging hikes. And you can choose. And also, do you want to go to a waterfall? Do you want to go to a lake? Do you want to scale a mountain? You know, what, what is it that no. you want? Do you want to be in the valley? What do you want to do? Well, so 
and yeah. the Tetons, the Tetons is a wonderful park for the diversity of landscape that there is because there are these incredible rivers and incredible waterfalls and lakes galore and, you know, mountains, of course, and, and every, every possible, you know, landscape that you can think of, uh, is there uh-huh. and you, you, you can, you can do whatever you want as much as you want. There's also what I want to point out is there's these, uh, there's a scenic drives that you can do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, for people who are, who would those. like to see more and just go on to, you know, get in their car and, you know, get their map right and go through a scenic drive. And as you mentioned, you can see these mm-hmm. uh, very interesting uh, historical sites, uh, which are, are, I think, are fascinating for people who are interested in, you know, the, the history of the park. And, and so there's cabins, there's very old dwellings that are there. There are There, there was this chapel mm-hmm. that was there that was built back in the 1925s so the settlers wouldn't have to travel to town yeah. to go to but church. you got to think you about know? the people that settled there, man, in these cabins yes. back in the day. Yes. Dry but farming, ranching. You know, the history is right. crazy because you had the Native American wars. And here it is, like, you are out in the middle of frigging nowhere, and there is wildlife. Yeah. Like, right. where right. the you bears can, exist. You can just sit in one place for 20 minutes and see more than what you would expect. You will no, see more wild, you point. will see more wildlife yes. than yes. when you're walking and scaring it away sometimes. So it's I like it, you can be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. If you're quiet and yeah. you're just watching, you will right. see more than what you would expect. Right, and that's, animals, a, that's a good point because it is, I remember when we went curious. to Chim- when we went to Chimney Rock out of yeah, North Carolina. Look at that. There was a, re- a park ranger and our friends mm-hmm. uh, from the line on the roads been at breakfast, and we were mm-hmm. doing this. Sta- it's a state park in outside of Asheville. It's amazing geology, mm-hmm. and we were going to Hickory Falls, and it was beautiful. We saw all these like you know fluorescent orange fungus and all yeah anyway yeah. it's magic yeah you know you've hiked the appalachian uh, area and all that yes. and yeah. it's magic and we get to the falls and we do this mm-hmm. whole hike in and right at the end of the falls was this like mm-hmm. steep thing that nancy's knee was saying i'm not doing it because her knee was like no nope, not doing it now not doing and that. so she didn't but she sat in this whole other area and she saw hummingbirds she saw all these we come down we saw all these water mm-hmm. snakes two different water snakes yeah, all huddled cool. together in one area in the sun, which it was, was super cool. cool. And the yeah. waterfall was a little lower at that time, but I mean, it was cool. Yeah. We come back, we're like, we saw snakes. And she's like, well, I saw this. I saw that. And that's because she just sat <laughs> yeah. quietly yeah. I just in sat. one spot and away from people. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm in my own zone, man. And yeah. she, she, she had seen all these other things. And here we are mm-hmm. in the main attraction. But yeah. she had seen all this other life Lord. force that we missed, you know. Right. So yeah. right. there's something for everyone. Yes, according there is. to your ability, you know. And and also, I, I need to point out, you know, the Tetons is a is a vast amount of land. It's a oh, large so national park, and, and there are different beautiful. different parts of the park, and you can stay mm-hmm. in different parts of the park. I stayed in the more southern area of the park, but there mm-hmm. is a whole other. Area up yeah. in the northern area, there is, you know, mm-hmm. that you there's the Culture Bay, Jackson Lake, Signal Mountain areas that you also there are national park lodges that you can stay in up there and explore that area as well. So, you know, there, you know, people can stay. You can stay in one place and then explore, or you can stay in a couple places and explore 
you know, whatever, whatever suits your, you know, your, your preference, your budget, your time, whatever that might be. Also, uh, the Tetons is, is a wonderful, of course, uh, add-on or, uh, you know, or standalone park. A lot of people combine it with Yellowstone because you can drive yeah. directly through. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a, a very popular thing for people to do. Um, mm-hmm. I've done it both ways, and, and uh, you know, it's great if people, if you're up there and you're only up there for a certain amount of time and you just want to, you want to see both, then you can see both, you know. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's something that people can do. I personally loved spending my time focused on the Tetons, and I've been Yellowstone just focused on Yellowstone, and I like that as well. You know, it really is a kind of an all-encompassing type of experience. Well, I want yeah, to ask Yellow, you too because Yellow, um, go ahead, Nancy. Okay, I was going to say Yellowstone in the summer could be a little bit daunting because of the traffic. Yeah, yeah well, that's where yeah. I was going. Like, what do you? What is yeah. the fall but, like in, but, in regards to visit either all, of these parks? I think you know, oh. fall is going to be, of course, less. Of course, less people and definitely less families because of the school starting. So it's, you know, you, you, you see a lot less families than you would in the summer. I think it's, it's yeah. definitely, uh, you know, a, a less populated time, although it's still popular for people to come, like I said, for the fall mm-hmm. colors, but it's a lot less than summer. Um, I, you know, I personally prefer, uh, I preferred it over the summer and uh mm-hmm. if i am when i if and when i go back i would I love agree. to go back in the fall again you know it just yeah. uh like i mm-hmm. said there was just something so very special about that season there i agree i i because summer too. is is can be really crowded yeah and it can it can it, it, it can be so yeah, yeah well like mount rainier was like that for us too we went on yeah. Labor Day weekend, which was like, well, we, it was wow. the only time we could. Right. With what we were doing. And it was, and we got in the park super early and we mm-hmm. got up into this Paradise Valley and the Squally Valley. It was beautiful, but we, because of the way we traveled in and it was because we were between conferences with a radio show, plant conferences, yes. plant expos, yes. by the way. Yes. Um, we were driving out of Portland super early, out, you know. Yeah. Get, we're like, we get to Mount Rainier, then we can go do this conference. Right. We didn't even think about food. And so we're in there. We're in all these flowers. We're seeing deer. And Nancy and I look at each other like, we've been on the road since like 3 or 4 in the morning. We haven't, we've had one cup of coffee, no food. We have nothing. This is before we were on the road full time. Now we, we're, we're souped up now. Now, we, if it, now we're. So long as it doesn't fall out of our back car, uh, back, uh, <laughs> back, it out of our car, like, you know, Lisa's yes. to let it be open. But, um, close your doors. Don't miss, don't, don't let things fall out. But, um, it happens when you're on the road full time. Stuff happens, but, um, we didn't have food. And so we're like, oh, well, let's just go zip out of the park. Oh, yeah. Well, the zip out of the park took two hours. Yeah. And then the yeah. line to get back yeah. in was two, three hours. But, yeah. We went to Mowich Lake. We found this whole other section of the park. Mm-hmm. And um, so parks like that, like you're saying, that are so big, 
you do want to stay in the different sections so it's not such a huge drive to get to where you want to go. Absolutely, absolutely. Unless it is that you've been to this park many times and you'd like to stay in one section because you really want to spend time there. You know, it's yeah. just, you know, you, you people have to, you know, everyone's got the constraints as to time and budget and resources and, and preferences. Mm-hmm. And, um, but these large parks do have separate areas and each area is unique and distinct uh, in terms mm-hmm. of, of what it offers, you know. So, uh, you know, I encourage people. And in the winter, you know, this this is also a wonderful park in the winter. People love, you know, the skiing is, is incredible mm-hmm. in, in the Tetons. And, you know, you can go mm-hmm. snowshoeing. You can go on, you know, horse uh, sleigh rides. You can, you know, there's just, there's there's so much to well, do snow in king, the winter as well. Snow King, snow king apparently is ready for it. You yes. know, there's... Yeah. Absolutely, and it's, I want to go putt putt golfing. <laughs> yeah, of course you can go putt putt, and, and that coaster, that cowboy coaster, was boy, it was so much fun. It's one of those things where if you don't want to go real fast, you can control your speed. But then it's like you're up there, and you're like, oh my god, this is just so much fun. <laughs> and it was okay. like, it was just great. It was it was just a a fun thing to do, you know, for families and for adults, for kids of uh-huh. all ages. It's just awesome. it, it was is it wonderful. I I truly appreciate when when there is activities like that for all all ages. You know. Well, I think yeah. what we 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 are finding just in um, you know, as we travel, we travel as us, and the way we travel is weird. And but it is digital nomad, and that's a whole style of travel, right? And then Correct. as we pet sit, we're pet sitting for people that are traveling. So yeah. we get to hang out with them and find out where they're going. And half the time I send them your articles. Hey, you're going here? Debbie went there. By the way, that's true. Here, here's some articles. And they, mm-hmm. they use them. And, and some of our articles and other writers, I'm like, here, here, you know, and then we start to hear how people travel right. and what they want. We work with travel agents too, with some of the stuff we do on the shows. And then we also, you know, played innkeepers for a while. So it's kind of interesting for us to be on all sides of the travel spectrum and also how people physically get out there on the road. Sure, sure. What we're finding out is experience is key, 100%. Mm -hmm. So that's where the safari thing comes in. And actually staying in, you could rough it out for a while and then go, like I know a couple that actually did go where you were and they car camped in the park and then he always says i need my hotel <coughs> excuse me well you get to that point where you need a bath or a shower yeah. you get sure. to that point we need to have a bed and, uh, she wants yeah. her fancy meal yeah oh, and well, she wants okay. to be able to blow dry her hair and be a girl again mm-hmm. So she says, yeah, husband, you know, the, the thing the, I think it. the thing is, is that there's all sorts of accommodations. And at this park, there's everything from small inns and yeah. camping and, you know, rustic lodges to, uh, you know, family friendly uh, resorts to, uh, you know, the, the top of the line four seasons. And so, exactly. And, and, and you've multi-generational. got lots of choice. Yeah, that you've got lots and lots of choice. That's yeah. the other point. So everybody has their experiences, like the couple we know, that's their husband and wife team that car camp, like literally have a tent on the top of their car. But then she's like, we're going to do that for two, three days, do the wildlife thing you want to do, which I love and too. She wants a I want to be a girl and I want my fancy dinner too. Yeah. And so that's yeah. what they do. That's fair. But, 
multi-generational. You can have have it all. (laughs) That's right. The show notes for Debbie's article. It also gives you links to the park, nps.gov forward slash G-R-T-E. They always take the first letters of the park for the, you know, slash forward. But if you go to nps.gov, you'll find the Grand Tetons there. Also for the resort, snowking.com. For the Four Seasons, go to Four Seasons, four spelled out, fourseasons.com forward slash Jackson Hole. Check that out. But Oh, my gosh. I can't let you go yet. Sorry. Um, because the yep. art. I need to go oh. to the Wildlife Art Museum. This this is a big deal. I, I just realized we, we'd almost skipped over that. It's my fault. National Museum of Wildlife Art. So is this part of a National Wildlife Refuge? Or is it no, it's over. It, it's overlooking. It's on a hillside overlooking the National Elk Refuge. So it's it's about two miles from the park uh, entrance. It has uh, like thousands, several thousand artworks that represent wild animals from around the world. It uh, oh, you know cool. there are there are paintings, there are sculptures, you know from Audubon, Andy Warhol, O'Keefe, uh, you know talking. Uh, I mean, uh, depicting and showcasing wildlife art from, you know, umpteen years ago to the present. And uh, outside uh, is a wonderful outdoor sculpture trail where you see these incredible larger-than-life sculptures and uh, great views of of that valley and the surrounding area. But it is, it is a remarkable museum, and I highly uh, advise uh, people going there, just stopping in. Especially it's a great idea, you know, say you have a day that maybe it's raining and you don't feel like hiking oh, yeah. in the rain. So, you know, this is a wonderful museum to pop into. Oh, I love that. And Nancy, mm. you've got to go. That's like, you know, that oh, Nancy is a wildlife that. artist. <laughs> that's her thing, yeah. you know. That's, you need to go. Fun. So we, we need to go. Mm. Okay. All right. And Good. Georgia O'Keefe is in there? Yeah. And Andy oh, definitely. Yeah. What's Andy yep. Warhol doing in there? You that have was, to go to find out. <laughs> I know, because I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. You got it. Everybody, uh, keep up with uh, Debbie. She's on the show every fourth Tuesday. And you can go to bigblendradio.com for that. But also, again, her article is up on nationalparktraveling.com. All the links are in the show notes. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Fire Monkey. We can't wait for New York. Did you melt the snow is what we want to know. <laughs> nice care. talking to you. Till next time. Thank okay. you. Take All right. Care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Big Blend Radio's Global Adventures show with travel writer Debbie Stone. Debbie is here every fourth Tuesday. You can keep up with us at bigblendradio.com.